Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened Tech Edition. I'm your host, Alec Callahan, and this week we have a couple stories from Apple, Snapchat, and Starbucks. So we'll be starting off first with Apple, who will now be buying Intel's 5G modem business for smartphones. After reports from the Wall Street Journal last week, Apple confirmed that they would be buying most of Intel's smartphone modem business for $1 billion. The business includes equipment, patents, and over 2,200 employees. In the press release, Apple's senior vice president of hardware technologies, Johnny Shrews, talked about the acquisition. Quote, We've worked with Intel for many years and know this team shares Apple's passion for designing technologies that deliver the world's best experiences for our users. End quote. Intel has also said that they are not out of the modem business completely, as they will still develop for PCs and other devices. The company will also be focusing on developing 5G for other consumer bases, including cloud service providers and network operators. Apple expects the purchase to be done by the end of the year. So, damn, Apple's being smart here. Tim Cook is doing straight business. First, they realize Intel cannot make the 5G modems needed for their iPhones fast enough because they are needed sooner rather than later. So, they make peace with Qualcomm so they can get access to the 5G modems now, and it is rumored the 2020 iPhones will have 5G in them. And now, because Apple was the main competitor for 5G modems, Intel has to shut that business down, and which they did shortly after Apple announced making peace with Qualcomm. So, since you shut down the business, what do you do? You want to sell the assets. So, they start looking for who wants to buy it, and in comes Apple looking to buy. And boy, do they get a deal as well. One billion dollars for Apple is nothing. So overall, this is a win-win for them. They get access to 5G modems now with Qualcomm, and if this deal gets done and they get a boost for their internal development so they can switch to that in the future and cut off Qualcomm again. They basically made peace, but right behind their backs, they're also trying to work to get their own setup and then kick out Qualcomm again. Pretty good. Snap has a great quarter, adding more than 13 million users. Over the past year or two, Snap has not been doing that good, with Instagram copying their story feature and adding a lot more features on top of it quicker than Snap has. However, Snap has been working on improving Snapchat, with the main thing being reworking their Android app, and it looks like it has done wonders for them. Snap released their quarterly earnings this week, and things are looking up for the company. Snap reported that they added 13 million daily users to Snapchat, bringing their total active users to 203 million, and had revenue of 388 million compared to the $359 million projected by analysts. The company attributes the growth to two factors, the updated Android app and face filters. For years, the Android app has been considerably worse compared to its iOS counterpart, and last quarter, Snap overhauled it and said it resulted in 7% more snaps being sent compared to the previous version. Face filters have been a mainstay for the app for years now, however, it was some of them going viral that helped boost engagement as users came back to check it out. From the 13 million new active users, Snap says that between 7 to 9 million joined mainly because of the face filters. In a prepared statement, CEO Evan Spiegel said that, quote, the popularity of these lenses drew millions of people into our rebuilt Android application, where they experienced a new and improved Snapchat that led to increased engagement, end quote. Looking ahead to their third quarter earnings, Snap is projected to grow to 205 to 207 million active users and make between 410 to 435 million in revenue. So it looks like Snap is making a bit of a comeback, and I'm happy about it. One thing that is making social media still innovative is the competition. And I was a bit worried that a combination of declining users plus Instagram constantly improving would damage Snap beyond repair. Remember, they did call themselves a camera company at one point, but beyond the specs, 
you know, those glasses, they haven't done much to earn that title. Personally, I've fallen off a snap, but after hearing this news, I might want to give it another shot. Starbucks and Uber Eats is expanding Starbucks deliveries. Starbucks is strengthening its partnership with Uber Eats by announcing they plan to roll out Starbucks deliveries throughout the United States in early 2020. Uber Eats is the preferred delivery service for Starbucks via Starbucks Delivers. Starbucks Delivers allow customers to order within Uber Eats with 95% of the menu available and comes in special packaging. Right now, Starbucks Delivers is in only in 11 markets for testing. And the main difference between ordering through Uber Eats and the Starbucks app is that you cannot earn stars from ordering via Uber Eats. I think this is a smart move for Starbucks as they have been having good growth for a while and this will help. They have mentioned this before but by doing this they are taking the lessons they learned in China and are implementing them in America. In China, delivery is huge for food and drink. Absolutely massive. So now that the delivery services are growing and developing in America, Starbucks is looking to take advantage of it. Which is very, very smart. I would hope that sooner rather than later, Starbucks and Uber can allow customers to link their Starbucks account to their Uber account so they can earn stars when they're ordering through Uber Eats. If customers know they can still earn rewards while ordering for delivery, I think sales would increase even more. Lastly, the Justice Department approves T-Mobile and Sprint merger. This is a big one. After a year of the companies and regulators going back and forth, the Justice Department has given a $26 billion merger their approval. The merger was approved because Dish reached a deal with the carriers to acquire assets to become the fourth major mobile U.S. carrier. The deal was significant for the Justice Department as they wanted to have four major carriers if the merger was completed, and now Dish will step into that role. With this deal, Dish will get all of Sprint's prepaid brands, including Boost Mobile and Virgin Mobile. Dish will also get Sprint's 800MHz spectrum to build out its own network and will be allowed access to T-Mobile's network for seven years as it does so. Lastly, as part of the deal, T-Mobile and Sprint will need to give Dish access to at least 20,000 cell towers and hundreds of retail locations to help them get started. For all of this, Dish will be paying T-Mobile $5 billion. With the Justice Department giving their approval, the FTC is expected to give their approval after a vote sometime in the future. Right now, the only obstacle to the merger is a joint lawsuit between states including New York and California, arguing that this merger will create less competition and raise prices. Despite this, T-Mobile still expects to close the merger by the end of 2019. Well, well, well. The twist keeps on turning with this merger. After it looked like the deal was gonna die, out comes Dish. Now, I have no problem with Dish becoming a major mobile carrier, but will people go to them? This is what I worry, because CNET said that uh, with all the prepaid customers they were going to get, it's only just under 10 million people. Basically, the way the deal is set up is that Dish will be a startup in the carrier business. With all of these assets and concessions T-Mobile and Sprint have to give to them, are like a shot in the arm, like a stimulus package. The question now is, can they become competitive enough, though? For that to happen, they will need around 30 to 40 million postpaid customers, and they'll need some killer deals if they want that to happen. Also, there was a clause in the deal that Dish cannot sell anything that they just got for three years. This is how massive companies like Apple and Google do not buy it. And that is it for this week's episode of What Happened Tech Edition. There are some pretty interesting stories this week. I definitely thought the T-Mobile and Sprint story was huge. T-Mobile and Sprint have been back and forth for years. Even besides this merger, they have been trying to merge multiple times. It looks like it might finally be happening. But what do you think is the most interesting story this week? Let me know on Instagram at Tyler Callahan Media. Thank you for listening. See you next time.